We're with you till about 4.30 today. Uh, that's when we uh, get you ready for Thursday Night Football featuring two of the NFL's current teams. <laughs> I, <laughs> we're so involved in basketball right now. Uh, Shinya, we mentioned this earlier, my wife asked me today, who's playing football night? I don't know. I don't know. But it is, of course, the Bills and the Bucks tonight. So anything can happen and usually does when they get together, Kyle Drew. Oh, yeah. Huge matchup. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and I would say a must win for Buffalo. Buffalo's on the clock right now. They mm-hmm. they have not looked good at all this season. Josh Allen has looked bad as well. Brock and Purdy's so, outplaying him. No, he is. He so is. much. It's ridiculous, man. And you look at Buffalo right now, a game behind the Dolphins. Tampa Bay, there's no sizzle right there with Tampa Bay. Nah. Like they, they might be the worst. You know, you know how they got NBA League Pass, NFL Red Zone, Red, you know, direct TV ticket, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, there may not be a team least appealing to me. They're not very watchable right now. Yeah, not than a lot the of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm just like, eh, eh. Buffalo, though, I'm still interested in. Yeah. This is a big game for me. All right. Then we got basketball tonight, too, of course. We don't have it here yes. on Sackdown Sports, but the Lakers and the Suns. Yeah, but Phoenix, uh, I know. two guys. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's load management or is Brad Beals back and Devin Booker, I forget what his uh, issue was. Toe. <laughs> it is. Why do you look so angry at that? It's not, ah, it's the toe. Like, I mean, this isn't load management, right? If you say it's his foot <laughs> or his ankle, it just seems like it's easier uh, to stomach than, yeah, it's toe. Well, they said before the. Before the Warrior game, Devin Booker might not play because of his toe. Right. He played, and he his toe looked fine to me. May, my, may have aggravated it, though, Whitey. May, may have aggravated You know how it is. Next day, it might swell up on him or something like that. Yeah. I'm driving in. I'm listening to NBA radio, and they're having this long discussion about load management. We don't know if this is load management. I know Devin Booker. I don't know him that well, but from what I could tell— He's not a guy that would, you know, dodge, duck well, and dodge Devin the smoke. Booker. It's just discouraging when, as a fan, I get sucked into all this talk about how, all right, player participation policy, we're an 82-game league, and then, all right, the season's starting. These are big primetime games. Bradley Beal hasn't played yet. He got uh, it back. I know, but he got it back. I thought that everybody was playing, and then it's the second game of the year. No Beal and no Devin Booker. Okay. The worst will be if the coach, if Frank Vogel comes out and says, now if it was a playoff game, they, they could have been. No, coach, don't say that. Trust me. Don't say that, coach. You can't do that anymore, you know right? what they should do? I think you guys had the graphic last night, you and Katie and the crew. Harrison Barnes was one of what, like three guys, three guys. that played? All, there's got to be a special award or some sort of uh, cash reward. If you play all 82 Something, games huh? now, we are going to just – Put you on a pedestal and celebrate you. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, I think, was one of those guys. And uh, I'm drawing is a blank. Come on, Looney. Looney typically Looney, does. I don't uh, is usually year. on that on that uh, list as well. I got the, I got it right here. Let me pull it up here. Uh, one of three, uh, Vucevic and Mikhail Bridges oh, uh, okay. last year. Well, good for them. Yeah, yeah. Second time HB's played uh, all 82 games. And so they talk about the best ability availability you yes. know another reason why Harrison Barnes is valuable to this team he's durable he's always out there why do Kings fans not always appreciate him don't like get I said he's like the Jimmy it. Garoppolo yeah, of the, well, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo he's better I, I think if I'm being honest and this may upset some fans 
Fans don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> like, like, let's just keep. They don't know basketball. No offense, Kings fans, but some of you guys well, out there. Why would that offend anybody? <laughs> some of y'all just pick up a box score. Oh, Harrison Barnes only had 14 tonight. He. Harrison Barnes is a player that goes deeper than the box score. His value is so much uh, deeper. Harrison Barnes empowers De'Aaron Fox. Harrison Barnes is a leader in the locker room. And so I think everybody wants Harrison Barnes to be 20-point-per-game Harrison Barnes, 22-point-per-game. I think that's what Kings fans thought they were getting. Maybe, but he only had the one season in Dallas in which he was great, I think, with 21 points per game. What he is... Mark them down, 15, 16 points per game a night. I said it during the broadcast last night, too, when the um, Jazz were making their run. What happened? They got it to Harrison Barnes. He gets to the line for two. Mm-hmm. Like, those like things. The stopper, yeah, the stopper. Run stopper. Run stopper. Those things can't be understated, uh, you know, overstated. Like, this guy brings so much, and I think fans get up, get caught up in stats and numbers, it's like it's NBA 2K or fantasy or something like that, and they don't realize not everybody can be a 25-point-per-game score. You can't have a starting five where everybody averages 25. You need guys that know their role, and Harrison plays his extremely well. Sure played well last night. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Let's talk to Jesus, who's been hanging on. Jesus, you're on with Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, the Drive Guys. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Hello. Um... I was wondering your opinion on something that's been bothering me since last season. Carmichael Dave kept referring to Domas Sabonis as uh, Nikola Light uh, in terms of uh, Nikola Jokic. That always bothered me because while I do understand the reference he's trying to say he's a downscaled version of Nikola Jokic, it also sort of implied that he was a lesser player or a lesser value of talent which I think is disparaging. Wouldn't it be better to use a term like diet, Nicola? Which sort of makes Domas the aspirational player to be. If Jokic could slim down, he would be a Domas. And it also employs his name to continue the beverage reference. Hmm. Maybe so, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus, serious Great about call. this. Huh? Um, first of all, Carmichael Dave has been bothering me for a lot longer right, than right. a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I understand where he's going there. As long as you're comparing him to Nikola any which way you're doing it to Jokic, you're kind of uh, uh, belittling him in a way, criticizing him. You're Are pointing, you? Well, if you say he's, yeah, he's Sabonis, but as soon as you say he's diet uh, Jokic or Jokic light, you're basically saying, <laughs> right. well, he's not as good as that guy. So the whole, uh, but he's uh, not right. Like, yeah, but why do you have to frame it that way? That's like framing a quarterback saying, you know, he's Mahomes light. Of course yeah, he is. Every quarterback right, is Mahomes. Right. Jokic is the best player in the world. I, I, here's my opinion on this. I get what you're saying. What if he was a rookie or something like that? Then you could say. It. I think it comes a point where Domas is his own person. Like, he's reached a level now where he doesn't need to be compared yeah. to Jokic. Like, if you're a rookie, and, oh, yeah, this guy coming in, he's, he's Jokic light. Then you're like, oh, man, you yeah. know. But Don, yeah. uh, Domas has reached a point in his career where he doesn't have to be a light to anybody. You're probably right. Dave probably, I don't pretend to understand how Dave thinks, but he probably <laughs> looks at it as a compliment, right? Like, right, that's wow, what I Jokic think he's trying to. Jokic is the player in the world, yeah. and Sabonis is like a Jokic light. But to me, as soon as you're comparing a guy to another guy, you're saying 
Uh, you're That's what it implies, what he's right? He's yeah. he, he's good, but he's not that guy. Like, yeah, I, I get it. But anytime you try to figure out anything Carmichael Dave says or does, oh, it's, you're it, it's, asking for trouble. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're you're going down the Looney Tune path right there. So, uh, And I no. understand the comparison, but to me, I don't see those two guys as being that similar. Am I wrong? I think in the passing ability, sure, yes. Uh, but, you know, Jokic is unstoppable. And he could shoot the three as mm-hmm. well. And so I think, you know, when it comes to playmaking, you got two centers who, you know, get triple doubles, uh, averages better than seven, eight assists per game. And so I could see the comparison, but I think that's where it stops. Yeah. The I passing think, ability. I think it's an effort calling him Jokic Light to try to boost him, but I think ultimately you end up um, doing just the opposite, in my opinion. We'll take a quick. Time out. We'll come right back with um, the ESPN analyst who says the Kings could actually win it all this year. Can that be true? It's next when we come right back with the Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. It's great. All the comments we're getting here as we celebrate, among other things, Malik Monk's dunk last night. The number of people that remember that Ronnie Price dunk because that was 2006 and Ronnie Price, not a big name. But that dunk was that emphatic and that uh, memorable that still people go, oh, yeah, the Ronnie Price dunk. I I looked it up, too, and and Boozer went sprawling. Look out, Boozer! He went went sprawling (laughs) to the ground. That was was emphatic, no doubt. Yeah. What was going through your mind last night when you saw Monk rise up? And rear back with that ball. I was thinking Malik Monk is really trying to hurt somebody out here. Like, he's like, really, I don't know what's going on in his personal life or anything. But, like, that was an angry, vicious dunk. Mm-hmm. That was one of those, I'm tired of your nonsense out here in Salt Lake City. You ain't got no good restaurants for me, no good food. The uh, funeral potatoes were cold <laughs> at the pregame meal. So, he was he was on one last night. He was yeah. pissed off about something yeah. and took it out on Chris Dunn. He wasn't trying to physically hurt someone. He was trying to bruise someone's soul. Yes. Sense of yes. being. Yes. Uh, homecoming night for Sac State football Saturday versus Idaho State. Kickoff 6 p.m. Come early, enjoy the festivities. Get your tickets at hornetsports.com. On the text line, 339 from the 916. And maybe what you said about Kings fans resonated with some of them. Kyle, here's a Kings fan, and I wish you'd put your name on it. It says, some of us fans recognize that Harrison brings a lot of the intangibles, and then in the games he seems to have a knack of providing the things the Kings are missing on any given night. Thank you, that, and, and that's what I'm talking about. I, I think last night... Harrison Barnes, he he sort of, uh, you know, set the tone in that game, you know, knocking down the threes, playing tough defense, getting the defensive player of the game chain. And so HB is not going to always uh, lead you in scoring. But one thing we know, he's going to be prepared. He's going to be ready to play. He's going to be available. He's going to play great defense. Let's not forget. Most of the time, Harrison Barnes has to guard the opposing team's best player. He's asked to do that, and he does a great job. Now, do you think this is true? Kyle Compio suggested Barnes heard and saw all the tweets saying he should be traded. He showed his pride and professionalism last night. <laughs> I don't know if he did, but it, whatever motivated him, let's do it again tomorrow night against Golden State. I'm not sure if Harrison is uh, reading tweets or anything like that. Well, what I heard is that Compio's cousin went to his house oh, and shoot. read, the, read him, knocked on the door. Harrison came to the door, and he read him all the tweets. Oh, my gosh. Compio. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, uh, no, give HB credit, please. Like, to me, what he did last night earns him 
10 games of I don't care how he plays, I don't want to hear nothing, Kings fans, about Harrison Barnes. Derek Vercelli, I stood up after the dunk, held my youngest son back with one arm, and just looked at him with a nasty look on my face like, this man is bad. We were so pumped, we chest bumped afterwards. So. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Derek chest but, bumping with his uh, kid. Huh? how old his kid is. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, Dunk Heard Round the World uh, last night from our guy Malik Monk. Speaking of respect, the Kings actually got some respect today from Jay Williams talking on ESPN this morning about which teams in the NBA actually have a chance to win an NBA title. Here's ESPN's and former NBA star and former Duke star, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jay Williams. Denver is the favorite. We all know that. Yes. Sacramento got the best odds, in my opinion, to contend for a championship more than any other team in the Western Conference other than Denver. You what? Talk- other than Denver? Other than Denver. That's it? That's all. I, so, I, so Sacramento, I, I, Sacramento I over both L.A. squads? Yes. And Phoenix? Yes. Oh, so you I, get I, yes. drunk. To- <laughs> oh, that was Stephen, Stephen A. You might see it that way. A little yeah. theatrics. Uh, what do you make of that? Because I love the uh, national guy giving us some love. And if I'm the Kings, why not us? And he's a guy that definitely knows basketball. Right. He knows the game. He played at a high level. Uh, you know, I still got the Kings probably behind Phoenix and uh, Denver. But, you know, Phoenix, they're old. They're long in the tooth uh, with Kevin Durant. You know, you got to monitor the injury situation. Why can't If the Kings play like they did last night, they could beat anybody. I mean, they were a well-oiled machine, especially offensively. Got to improve defensively. But I love the fact that more national people are starting to, you know, take notice. Like, no, this Kings team is for real. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it, but I mean, it, no, it's just great that actually someone with some credibility is suggesting that. Right. You know, right. I, if that makes me a bad fan or whatever, okay. But I don't, you know, they've got so many things to figure out defensively as their coach well knows yes. and is reminding them every day. It's hard for me to see it that way, but hey, they're, they're literally in that conversation, at least as far as Jay Williams is concerned. And I mean, considering where this whole thing was just yeah. a year ago, that's awesome. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. Where it was a year ago, uh, this team started 0-4, you know, still had the uh, playoff drought. I will say, though, as much as I like Jay Williams hyping us up, I don't look to ESPN or any national outlet to approve of what we do. I know what I see night in and night out from this Sacramento Kings team. You guys out there listening know what you see night out and, and with this Kings team. We don't have to beg Jay Williams or Stephen A. Smith or anybody to come to our side. Hey, look at us. Trust me, tomorrow night against Golden State, all eyes will be on Kings Warriors. That's an ESPN game. That's an NBC Sports California game with me and Katie. Our guy G-Man will have to call here on Sacktown Sports 1140. We talk about statements made last night. Tomorrow, the world will know. And so we don't have to. You know, look to Jay Williams or look to see who's still a doubter. Everybody will see tomorrow night what this Kings team can do. How important do you think, honestly, this game is for the Kings players? You know, you win, that's great. You lose, it's early in the season. But how much after everything they went through yeah. last year in the postseason and then the offseason, how big is this game tomorrow night to the Kings players? I, I think it's huge because there will come a point, if you keep losing to the Warriors, that doubt starts to set, set, set in. And I think, you know, we need to send a message tomorrow. Steph Curry, Golden State, Draymond, they feel like they're in your head now. They feel like 
you know, you're they're your daddy. You know, mm-hmm. it's like who's your daddy? Well, right now the Warriors are, and With so. The- Steph. Yeah, the light right. Beam. Light the beam and all that. And the night, night. Mm-hmm. You got to put Steph Curry to sleep tomorrow. You know, do it back to him after the game tomorrow night. And so I think it's a huge game uh, because it, it's sort of like, and you'll remember this. I'm going way back. Jerry West against the Boston Celtics. He could never get over the hump and beat the Celtics, you know, as great of a player as he was. And so. The mark on his career is he could never beat the Celtics. Obviously, we're not at that point, but at some point you got to beat the Warriors, right? In a game that actually matters, and why not opening night? Plus, there's just the fact that as a competitor, you just want to beat them. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a team you're fighting for position with. I know it's early. I know it's only game two, but this is a team that come April, they're going to be right there on your heels battling, and that's why these games are so important early on. I also think it's important to take advantage of this opportunity. Draymond's not playing. Think what you will of Draymond. He's an amazing defender. No Draymond. They're still figuring some things out with Chris Paul, Wiggins. I mean, Steve Kerr said after the opener, oh, Wiggs is not quite there yet. He didn't finish the game for them. So you have a team that's still figuring things out. They're a lot more vulnerable than they were when you faced them in the playoffs. So you need to take advantage of that on your own floor. Right, This is not a a whole uh, Warriors team right now. And, you know, they're still trying to institute Chris Paul. You know, that's going to take a little bit more adjustment. Like, it is ripe. The, the 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 weather's perfect for it. The atmosphere, the calendar, everything is ripe for a Kings win tomorrow. And so I think, you know, they need to get it for themselves and also this fan base. This fan base needs to beat the Warriors tomorrow. Because the last thing I want to do is walk out of that arena and hear from Warriors fans and every like I'm tired of it. It's our turn to get this W. Yeah. It seems like um for Kings fans. You've got uh, the Lakers and Warriors, and which team is more reviled as a rival? I, I it may be the the more Warriors may have topped the Lakers. I, I, now, I, that I, is baked in. Yes, that distaste for the Lakers has been baked in over generations. Right, but I think that Warrior rivalry is actually bubbling to the surface. Like present day, right yeah. now at this minute, if you were to ask Kings fans, who's the team you hate the most? You know, depending on how old you are, I'm sure Lakers, but right now, this is the more heated rivalry. Lakers, sure, it's a rival, but, you know, you want to beat them. You like to celebrate when they lose. But I think now it's become personal sort of with the Warriors, the the proximity. Mm -hmm. You know, tons of fans of theirs, the neighbors, people in your own family might be Warriors fans. And the thing about Warriors fans, and they sort of remind me of Lakers fans during those Kobe Shaq eras as well, the arrogance of them. And, and so that's what we're seeing from Warriors fans right now and the players, that arrogance right now. But that's a trap. And you're right. And <laughs> I know you, last time I mentioned this, you agreed with me. Steph Curry wouldn't be doing light the beam or night-night to the Kings if they didn't realize, yes. wow, this is a good team. So right. they know that with all those antics and with Draymond saying things like, oh, we respect them, you know, almost like a pat on the head. They know that the Kings are hearing that, and it makes the Kings angry, and it's just something that can be a distraction and distract you from what you need to do to beat them, making you think about how badly you want to beat them (laughs) so you can't focus on all that. And now De'Aaron Fox is in business with Steph Curry. Ah, Like, that might have been Steph's master plan, right? You know, let me give uh, De'Aaron Fox a couple of million here so uh, he he won't try and beat us on opening night. (laughs) Yeah, so De'Aaron, as long as he uh, beats the bejeebies out of Steph in the Warriors tomorrow night, then we don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue. He needs to be the best player on the floor tomorrow. Like, you talk about a player 
who needs to win this game more than anybody. Like, to me, De'Aaron Fox, he should hate the Warriors more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, he should be coming, ready to come out there and make a statement tomorrow against Steph Curry. Uh, We're going to be making our statement tomorrow from the Golden One Center. So we'll be with you from the arena tomorrow, and then Kyle will have the call tomorrow night on NBC Sports California. I'm excited about that. Big game. ESPN's in the building. NBC Sports Bay Area is going to be there. The eyes of the basketball world will yes, be on Sacramento Yes, everybody will night. be watching this game, the nationally televised. That's why I think our guys need to show out. Foxy, you're on the clock. Tomorrow night has to be your game. Looking forward to it. We'll be with you tomorrow. And stay tuned for Thursday night football. It's the Bills and the Buccaneers next right here on Sacktown Sports.